You're listening to RPI Takes on the World. No, no, no. Take it again. It's got to be bigger than that. This is important, meaningful stuff. But it wasn't important or meaningful. It's just one man giving his opinions on whatever random thoughts enter his mind on that particular day. Ha 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 ha. I'm dying. This is gold. Pure gold. Happy, happy new year, friends. How long, how long do we actually get to say happy new year? I mean, I'm recording this today. It is January 7th. It's Tuesday morning. Um, so I feel like a week is probably, probably a pretty fair amount, right? I feel like it's probably not super tiresome yet. I know we're probably, we're getting into that area where people are like, all right, happy new year. That's enough. But you know, I, I kind of feel like in business, especially, you know, you're writing these emails. Is there like writing emails for business is always, it's always a challenge because you don't want to come off as an asshole. There are certain people that you can just fire stuff off to. Maybe they're clients or colleagues or whatever that you know a long time. And it's almost like a text message, right? But so many other times you have to be like kind of thoughtful about what you're, what you're writing about the punctuation. I mean, like the exclamation point situation in emails is absolutely off the charts ridiculous. That was probably the thing that I missed the least about playing music because when I was playing music full time, all of my my clients, customers, whatever you want to call them, they were it was all text messages. And it's so weird because it's still you're still writing, but it's just different, a different form of communication. So with emails, like you've got to put the exclamation point in there, but you don't have too many exclamation points like, hey, good morning. Like <laughs> hope you had a good weekend. Like all this other, you know, like I personally feel like you've got to put a few niceties in there before it is get right to it. So and the reason I say all that is because like Happy New Year, if it's somebody that I haven't talked to all year and it's January, I feel like throwing out the happy new year a little late. It's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, but I don't know. Anyway, happy new year, right? 2020. Is this the year that I put out more than one podcast a quarter? We're going to find out. I promised you last time and look what I did. I let you down this year. I don't know. I don't know, but I got a couple stories. I got a couple things I want to get to and, uh, that I wanted to share with you guys because I thought they were funny. And the first thing is going to be, uh, uh, story from New Year's Eve. So it, talking about speaking about texting and emailing and stuff like that, it's so dangerous. That phone is so dangerous after you've been drinking. I mean, it, it's absolutely insane. And so for New Year's Eve, I went down, my girlfriend's parents have a place in Puerto Vallarta, which is not terrible. It's It's actually awesome. And they're super hospitable and nice. And so we go down there, they do Christmas down there. Her family's done it there like every for like the last five or six years. Um, and so I went down, this is the second year I've gone down, but this year we stayed through new year's Eve, which was pretty awesome. I mean, it was incredible. Right. And so we, her parents were all excited. Like, Oh, we're going to go out on new year's Eve. And her, her mom and dad, they get after it. Like her mom was ripping shots of Patron at four o'clock in the afternoon on new year's Eve. And I personally am a little out of practice when it comes to drinking, right? So I, I did a pretty good job of pacing myself. But, you know, we went to this awesome place. It's called Sky Bar. On, on, we started there. Like we, we pre-gamed at their condo, went to Sky Bar, met up with, I don't know, 
six or eight of their friends and Ashley and I, and we're, we're drinking and stuff and drinking Margs and feeling no pain whatsoever. Right. So this goes on as you, as you can imagine, this goes on until midnight and then some, and the thing about Puerto Vallarta is there are, it's a very big, uh, it's like a destination for, for gay, for gay dudes. Right. So there's, there's a reason I'm telling you that. So, so we're down there and one of the couples we're with is a gay couple. So we're, we're hitting some of the gay bars, which man, I, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm, it's so fun. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, you know, part of me, like it makes me question my own sexuality, not because I'm attracted to the men, but I'm really into the Madonna that's being played at these gay bars. I'm like, you know, I can, I can, I can get into this. I can get into this shit. Right. But anyway, one of my, a good friend of mine happens to be gay. And so he's jealous that I'm down there or whatever. And so we're just going back and forth all night. I'm sending him pictures because there's dudes down there. You know, I mean, the gays, they go all out. They go all out on, well, on New Year's Eve. And it was awesome. And so I'm sending my buddy just pictures all night. Fine, right? No big deal. Well, that goes on and we have a great time. We end up getting back to the condo at like 1 a.m. And I'm, I mean, I didn't, I didn't black out, but I, like I said, I don't drink like I used to drink, which I guess is a good thing. So I was in rare form on New Year's Eve. And so you wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh shit, you know, like your head's ringing, whatever. And I do the thing where I don't know, like I, like I was raised Catholic. So guilt is like, just, it's like a part of my life. It's a part of who I am and drinker's guilt, like I have it. My sister and I both have it and we both talk about it. We've talked about it ever since we started drinking whenever that was, you know, college, high school, whatever, but drinker's guilt. I don't think we realized it out of the gate, but it's like, Oh my God, I, I immediately like, what did I say? What did I do? Because I'm a talker, you know, I'm a talker. Look, I'm, I'm sitting here like a maniac just talking to this microphone, but I'm a talker anyway. And when I start drinking, I'm a happy drunk, which is nice, but I'm a chatty ass drunk. Right. So I always worry, like, I'm like, oh, well, you know, what did I do? So I immediately get on my phone to check all outgoing messages, messenger, DM, make sure I didn't send anything to anybody. Right. So I pull up (laughs) in my text messages and the the last text message I sent out at one o'clock in the morning was a video of, of a, a, a dancing, a, a gay man, a dancing gay man in short shorts, no shirt, right? And the thing of it is, I was, the buddy that I was texting, this is the kind of shit that I was sending him like all night, you know, it, which is fine, right? The problem is I texted this video, it's like 15 seconds long, but I texted the video completely out of context to a client of mine. <laughs> and uh, I realize this. I don't know. It's 830 in the morning, sitting on the toilet, going through the phone. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right. So luckily, uh, my client, I, I've got great clients, you know, and, and he's a friend of mine. So I'm like, I, I just follow up. I was like, yo, here's the thing. Like, I've known this guy for, I don't know, probably six, seven years at this point. And it it was just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not hitting on you, sir. (laughs) You're a friend of mine. You're straight. I'm straight. Let me give you some context to this text right there. So that is how I started off 2020, which, you know what? It's, 
I'm not even I'm not mad at it, but it's just one of those things where, man, I got to tell you, drinking and the phone all the time, it is it's just danger. It's threat level red. When you're drinking and you got that phone in your pocket, you got to be careful because the problem was I was texting my client earlier that day about stuff cuz you know I'm always working and uh he was right up there in my little my little text queue or whatever. So I obviously sent him this video and I uploaded the video to my um, my Instagram account. You can check that out if you want if you want to actually see the video, which is fantastic. Um, but anyway, so happy new year to me. Happy new year to my clients, the uh, the gentleman dancing in the short shorts, the booty shorts, whatnot, all that. And uh, so uh, we're to transition. I'm going to keep the gay theme going, right? Because it's Tuesday morning and I kind of feel like it. Um, so since we last spoke, I, I grew a beard um, back in, I don't November, right? No, no shave November. And people are like, oh, you're growing a beard. It's like, I just got lazy. The thing about working for yourself is I'm either out like shooting video or meeting with clients or whatever, or I'm at home on my computer by myself, just going through the internet, seeing what people are talking about, talking to people, creating content, blah, 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 blah. So it wasn't as much that I grew the beard intentionally as it was like I had not gone out of the house for like four days and had not shaved and my beard grows really fast. So I actually let it grow in. And it was one of those things where I hadn't grown a beard in a long, long time. And so I had uh, a few of Ashley's friends come over like, hey, that looks really good. I'm like, oh, that's nice, right? But this is what I'm going to tell you. This is, I got a new bar. Like it's, it's like getting compliments from women. That's, that's 2019. That's old stuff. Like that's nice. Like I'm flattered. It's like, Hey, you look nice with a beard. That's very good. But what the reason I still have this beard and the reason that I got online and ordered a beard product is because one of Ashley's gay friends decided to Snapchat me and complimented the beard. And at that point I said, you know what? The beard's going to stick around a little while, at least through the spring, at least through the spring. When it gets hot, I might have to take it off. But I started thinking that's the new bar. The new bar is I want, it's uh, like if, if women think you're cute, that's fine. But women, let's be honest. Women are attracted to their bar is low right? Their bar is low. I mean, just go look around, right? I mean, all you have to do is kind of keep it together. If you've got a sense of humor, they're attracted to you. If you've got, if you're nice, if you're not a total asshole, they can say, oh, you know, it's you. but gay men, dude, you don't see unattractive gay men very often, do you? You just don't. Like they keep that shit tight. Why? Because men are shallow. That's why. We are. We're just shallow. And that's like, you know, everybody talks about it. It's like men are visual. We're visual creatures. We're shallow. All that kind of good stuff, right? So for me, in 2020, the new bar is I want, I, I started going to the gym for a client of mine. Got to get back, got to get back in shape. You know, I talked about it last year, how I just moved back to Kansas City, got in a relationship and comfortable and just ate my face off. But my goal is to get in shape. Go back to Puerto Vallarta and get hit on by gay dudes. That's that's what 2020 is all about for me. Anyway, so happy new year, right? It's a good way. It's a good way to go. Um, the other, oh, and I got a couple more things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, so Ricky Gervais on the Golden Globes. 
this is, like I said, I'm recording this on Tuesday. It was Sunday night. And, um, I, I, I'm not a big, I, I, I'm not a big award show person. It's not my thing. Um, I'm not really, not really into it, but I was watching, uh, you know, I, I'm on Twitter, Instagram all the time for my job. And I was aware of the fact that Ricky Gervais had been called out by people. He'd made some jokes, some transgender, I don't know, some offensive shit, whatever. And, uh, I was aware of the fact that he was like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize about that, <laughs> which I love, right? Because I personally despise People say cancel culture is not real, like bullshit. Okay. It's real. And I hate the fact, like I, I pretty much am on the side of the people that aren't telling me what to say or think. So when I was younger and it was, um, you know, uh, Christians saying that it was heavy metal that was making people kill themselves and you can't listen to this music because of that. I was opposed to that. Now, like I'm a live and let live guy, like do whatever, do whatever you want to do. Like I, I could not care less. Like you do you, like if you want to, you know, gay, straight orgies, transgender, I don't care. Put a dress on. If it makes you happy, I, I couldn't care less. But what I do care about is people saying, well, you have to, you have to think a certain way. You have to agree. Like you have to celebrate certain things. I'm like, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like be an asshole to somebody, but don't tell me that you're saying the sky is pink now. And I have to say the sky is pink when I know the sky is blue. Right? Like that's like, I'm like, just do you, but don't tell me what to think or what to say. That that's where I fall on it. Like I'm a very like just if you're not hurting anybody, literally do whatever you want to do. That's how I feel, and and I feel like also leave me the hell alone. Like just whatever. So I was intrigued when I I saw the stuff going back and forth about Ricky Gervais. Whatever. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Have been for a long time. And um and the other thing is like I like the fact that Ricky Gervais kind of calls out everybody. Right. That's who I like. I grew up like the comedians, like the old school guys that I love are guys like George Carlin, who they were free speech absolutists, which meant, look, if you're a Nazi, like you're an asshole, but you can be a Nazi. Right. That's your opinion. Go ahead. You're you're an idiot. Like you're stupid. But that more, you know what? Knock yourself out. And those idea, those ideologies just they they phase themselves out over time. They become insignificant. Right. So the whole woke cancel culture thing is I'm just over it. I'm tired of it. It's been shoved down our throats for like a few years and enough. Right. So I see, I see Rickard Gervais addressing this after Kevin Hart got, he was supposed to host the Oscars. I think it was, you know, the people going through tweets from like five years ago and all this bullshit, like I'm over it hundred percent. So when I saw Ricky Gervais was like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize. When I saw J.K. Rowling be like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for saying what I said. I'm like, thank God, right? So um, I was watching the, I think it was the Seattle game right before. And they're like, oh, coming up, you know, uh, the Golden Globes are on. And so I was like, oh, my interest is peaked, right? So I, I stick around and I watch it. And boy, oh boy, was I glad that I 
caught that monologue. Now, if you haven't seen the Ricky Gervais monologue, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'll put it on my website, which is rpitakes.com. Um, there's a, there'll be a, this podcast will be up there and it'll be right below there. It'll be like in the comment section or whatever. It's a seven, like seven and a half minute um, monologue. And he basically just destroys like the Hollywood elite, right to their faces. And I love the fact that, you know, it's like, look, man, I, he is standing up and he's the CEO of Apple is in the room feet from him. And he's like, yeah, here's the thing about Apple. You guys run sweatshops in China. You, you pretend to be, you virtue signal all day long, how woke you are and how great you are. However, you're capitalizing on slave labor, which they are right. Like this is not, this is indisputable. This is a fact. And it's so refreshing to see that happen because I feel like you had the Dave Chappelle uh, comedy special come out last year. You had guys like Bill Burr. His special was incredible. And you've got these guys. These are not conservative people. These are not, you know, this is not Tucker Carlson saying this shit, right? You've got guys that are uh, the like mid tier people still can't say it because they have to make a living. But if you've got fuck you money, like Ricky Gervais, you could say, yeah, you know what? I'm not, this is idiotic and they can call it out. And I really hope it helps kind of re recenter things a little bit because you can, you should be able to, you should be able to think and say whatever you want without fear of being canceled. Right. So I just feel like that happening. And last week, JK Rowling, you know, there's a whole thing going on between feminists and the transgender community. And it's, it's, a it, it's, it's nuts. And, you know, JK Rowling stood up for herself. And again, this is not a, this is not a conservative person. This is not somebody trashing a community. This is somebody saying what they believe. And it's not exactly what the ultra woke community wants. And they demand an apology. And she just said, no, I'm not going to, what are you going to cancel Harry Potter or whatever? She, I don't even know what she wrote. That wasn't my time. But anyway, it makes me for somebody that has to live in social media that lives in that on, online in that world. It's very good to see that. So if you haven't seen it, definitely it'll be, I mean, just it's everywhere, right? I, I'm sure you've seen it, but for me, I'm excited because I feel like woke culture is, is coming like people are standing up to it and soon corporations will stand up to it and we'll finally be back to a little more. Uh, we'll get back to just, just, you know, just don't be a dick, right? Quit being an asshole to people that whether they agree with you or disagree with you, they're not the devil if they disagree with you, but don't tell them how to think. Don't tell them what to do. Just, just don't be a dick. Right. I feel like that should be the whole, the whole thing. So, that was uh, one thing. And there's one last thing that I wanted to touch on. This is a little, a little boost, a little positivity boost for the end of the, uh, the podcast, the first podcast of 2020 here. So I was out walking the dog yesterday and I, I personally, I love, I, I've got to pump my mind full of like positivity, right? I buy into all that shit. I buy into the, you know, your thoughts become your act, all, all that stuff, the Tony Robbins shit, the Zig Ziglar stuff. Um, I, I love it. And I, I, I had heard this, uh, I can't remember. It was one of those mixed things. I, I'll, I'll pull up on YouTube, you know, just to kind of 
to unplug. Like I said, there's so much negativity out there. So I like to, I like to pump a bunch of shit directly into my brain when I'm walking the dog, which typically Nash and I are out for about an hour a day. So it's a good, it's a good cleansing of my mental palate. But uh, the, uh, the quote that was brought up was never cast pearls before swine. And it's one of those quotes that, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a big Bible quoter guy. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, so we don't have to read the Bible. Ha ha. That's the, that's the joke. Like, you know, but, but, um, this is one of those quotes and it's from the Bible. I don't know what verse it is, but what it really means is if people aren't taking your advice or if people aren't worth your time, then don't give them your time. And I think it's one of those things where like me personally, I've got to be reminded of this shit. Right. But, and it also, it took me a long time to get to the point where I valued myself enough to tell people that didn't value me to fuck off. Right. So it's like, look, if, I mean, I remember, and this is, this is, I had a client, um, one of my first clients when I started working for myself back in some early, I guess, 20, I guess 2018. So, um, I was six months into working for this client and we'd had a lot of success. You know, I was, I was running their Instagram account, doing video work for them and stuff like that. And, uh, I, I had really, when I started doing this, I underpriced myself, right? Because I didn't know any better. I didn't know I'd, I'd run my own shit, but I hadn't run it for other people. So I didn't know the time involved and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, this guy was getting a hell of a good deal. And I, at this point I was six months in and the word of mouth was so good that I had other people reaching out to me and I was charging double what I had charged him just to give you an idea. But this guy we're six months in and he pulls the, well, let's see, we're going to do this promotion next month. And if it works, I'll keep doing it. And I, and I was like, what, what? Like you had zero, you had zero, you had no Instagram account when we started doing this. Now, at that point, they had something like, I don't know, like 3,500 followers, right? We, we, that we had, that I built from scratch for them. And this was back when people still, your business account still got engagement on Instagram. And so when you had that, like the reach was still really good. The impressions were really good. People were enjoying the content. The engagement was high, all that. It was before last year when they just changed for Instagram changes algorithm. But I tell you this because I left that meeting and I said, okay, you know, I'll do that. And I thought about it. I went on a walk with the dog and I was pissed off because I've been over delivering for six months with this guy. And I made the decision and I decided, I was like, you know what? I called him back. And I said, tell you what, uh, it was like halfway through the sixth month, right? We had our meeting like the 12th or whatever. And, uh, I said at the end of this month, I'm done. And I get this call back because, and, and this is what you run into in media a lot, especially if you're selling media, um, people that have bought traditional media have been trained by the media industry to beat people up on price. Right. So if like you're selling radio or TV or whatever, it's like, well, I think this is only worth $500, even though you're charging me five, or I think this is only worth, uh, yeah, it, it's like, uh, I, I want like, if it's like a car deal. So if I come in with something, I'm offering it to you for a thousand, you come back to me with $500 with to negotiate uh, all this other bullshit. Right. And the radio stations do it because quite frankly, they have to, and there's no, it's, there's, it's not a tangible product. Right. So they're trained to do this, but I just call this and this guy like didn't know how to handle it. And he was like, well, 
you're going to give up that much money? I was like, yeah, I'm going to give up that much money because you don't value my time. And my point is like a year and a half, a year and a half before that, I wouldn't have had the balls to tell somebody that I'm going to, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn down, you know, X amount of dollars per year. But that goes to the never cast pearls before swine, right? So if you're hearing this today, maybe you need to be reminded, like, you know, your value. Now, if your value is not up there yet, you know that you've got to be realistic with yourself and say, yeah, you know what? I'm worth, I would like to be making 150 grand a year. I'm worth 80 right now, right? How do I get to that? But if you, if you have an idea of the market you're in, quit selling yourself short. Make this the year, make 2020 the year that you stand up for yourself. Because the thing of it is, if you don't, people will walk all over you. And this is personal life, professional life, all of it. And it took me forever. I mean, forever to learn to, to say no to people, right? So do that. Start saying no. 2020, just say no. <laughs> the thing of it is, like, and I would tell anybody, you, you've got to say yes until you can afford to say no. And then, then exercise that power and be judicious with your time because you deserve it. You guys, I appreciate you checking out this podcast. Um, follow me on my socials. It's RPI takes on Instagram and Twitter. The website's RPI takes.com. If you enjoyed this, do me a favor and head over to the Apple podcast, uh, app and rate review, comment, share it with a friend all that good stuff. Have yourself a great week. Have yourself a great year. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to RPI Takes on the World. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. 